Oh yeah. Um, uh, I'm some cake. Oh hello. I really am having some cake. Um, I'm Michael. Hi. It's <coughs> God. <coughs> Hang on. Well, I can certainly. Uh, oh God, I can certainly see why you listen to uh, the Adam Buxton podcast now. I mean, that was terrible introduction, wasn't it? Right, now, hi, sorry about all that. I was eating cake and I pressed record too too early there. Um, but the point is, I'm really delighted that um, I'm uh, I'm in your company. Uh, you're, you, you are lovely. Have I not said that to you? Because I have meant to say that to you. You are lovely. You look lovely. You feel lovely. Oh, God, no, that's terrible. No, hang on. Um, you smell lovely. That's no better. I think you make... I think you make people lovelier. There you go. That's nice. I think I'm back. Now, uh, I'm going to be reading a blog uh, to, to you, at you, near you, with you. Uh, it's a blog that I wrote on Friday, the 17th of November, 2017, which is today recording facts uh, fans uh, this is a blog called Godo is prompt I wonder why I called it that I don't know anyway sorry look, I've had my cake I'm I'm, I'm calm now I'm, I'm uh, that's all done all that unpleasantness um, which I could edit out I've got I've got skills I know how to edit uh, sound Um uh, so I could do that, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I think of anything. Um, it's a little insight into uh, into my hot life. So here we go. Oh God! How can anyone listen to this? Well, you are. You are listening to it. So stop asking that question. Here we go. Uh, this is a blog I wrote, and it's called God of Is. Prompt, I'm uh, utterly delighted that you have uh, downloaded this and you are listening. Thank you so much. Uh, it means a lot. I love you. Here it is. My day was very busy yesterday, so I set my alarm for 6.30am. Not to make sure I got everything done. No, I knew I'd get everything done in time. That was absolutely fine. What worried me was not getting enough nothing done. Now, I'm pretty strict when it comes to doing nothing, I'm probably one of the very few people that has deadlines for doing nothing. And, as, and it is always a deadline that I cannot ignore. I must have that nothing done or it's my ass on the nothing line. That's how important it is, okay? So my day is full, so how am I supposed to cram three to four hours of nothing in? I'll tell you how. By pulling your bloody finger out. Getting up early and immediately start doing nothing. I know people who have written books. Yeah. Which probably means they also had to read them. I mean, that's not always the case. Do you know how long it takes to write a book? Have you any idea how much time and effort goes into that? Because I would like to know a fact like that would sound great in a podcast like this. But sadly, I couldn't research it as I had fuck all to do. Yeah, I'd fuck all to do. It's a great phrase, that, isn't it? I had fuck all to do. I mean, it's a much more positive and dynamic phrase than people give it credit for. 
Let me reword it for you. Fuck all had to be done. It had to. There's no getting around that. And who do you think stepped up to the challenge? That's right. I. But these authors, I know, don't just write a bit of a book every day and then just sit there for hours playing monkey turn up on their iPhone or staring at the window. Not out of the window, because that would almost be doing something. So really, please do be careful, okay? No. They raise children and train for marathons and rehearse plays and talk to their local council and fight crime and don't argue on Twitter and raise awareness and... Jesus, they're just so busy. When, just when, do they get the time to do nothing? And don't act like doing nothing isn't important. It's vital. I take time out of my very inactive day every day to squeeze in hours of nothing. Sometimes hardcore nothing. Not just putting a film on or listening to music. I mean absolutely nothing. Barely moving, barely thinking. Just sitting on the stairs. and um, Walking down the stairs you know, first thing in the morning is normally when the fear of real life hits me. Just sitting on the stairs and coming to terms with who I am and most importantly, doing nothing. I worry about my busy friends with their deadlines and schedules and success and careers. They're showbizzing themselves into the grave. I and the entertainment industry, have given myself all the time I need for self-loathing. I'm used to it. I've come to terms with it. But what happens to my busy friends who haven't had the time to realise they're awful? Huh? Will it hit them later in life? I don't know. Will they start spontaneously screaming at their child's wedding? Will they burst into tears on the one show 2039? Will they collect their own sick every day for a month just to throw it at the celebrity audience at the BAFTAs. These are the reasons I'm still friends with them, so I do hope so. One of the busiest people I know is my neighbour, Johnny. Hi, Johnny. He's a nice man, by the way. He is a fucking human rights activist and works for a company that goes around businesses persuading them to be ethical. He's a father of two. Uh, and he is constantly organising meetings with Lewisham Council to find town planning improvements. I argued with this human rights activist recently when he said he also paints in his spare time. How is that spare time? You're doing something. You're actively creating. You're filling that time by making something and you're not focusing on how awful you are. That is not spare time. Put it this way. Johnny isn't on Twitter. He has never watched anything on Netflix and his monkey turnip score is H. This man is a ticking time bomb. I thought about Johnny when I woke up yesterday morning. I'm sure he also was getting up at 6.30am, probably to jog his children to school or crochet an amnesty banner. He definitely wasn't getting up at 6.30 so he could have a few arms doing absolutely nothing at all. New. No. He definitely wasn't getting up at 6.30 so he could have a few hours doing absolutely nothing at all. He didn't put Star Trek Discovery on at 7am and not watch it because he was looking at an Instagram story from Ollie Murs. And then he googled Ollie Murs to remind himself who Ollie Murs was. No, he didn't just sit there wondering if Donald Trump has ever heard Suede. And, and he, like he must have that, right? 
He must have heard Suede at some time, right? He must... He might not know that he's heard Suede, but he must have heard them at some point. Anyway, to be really honest, that thought lasted maybe 45 minutes with me. And he certainly didn't fart into all 12 microwaves in Monkey Turnip. It's a really good game, that. He got up and he filled his day, didn't he? Making his and other people's lives better and therefore mine worse. Well, don't say I didn't warn him. Johnny and I planned to meet last night. That's mainly why I was anxious. I put all that time aside to do nothing and then later I'd meet up with a lovely man who never had any time due to the constant good work he puts into life. Oh, bastard. He's going to make me feel like shit and that's not fair. I already make myself feel like shit. Oh, he's got time for that, has he? There I was, doing absolutely nothing yesterday morning. Important nothing. Nothing that had to be done. I had fuck all to do and by God, I was doing it. And later, he'd be telling me how sorry he was for being five minutes late because he was busy saving the world. Yesterday afternoon, Johnny's wife called to say he'd have to cancel. He'd got hit by a motorbike and broke his arm and cracked some ribs. He'd be in hospital at least until the next day. <sighs> All that running around. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Yay! Why not listen to Vitriola Podcast, which is a podcast that I do with uh, Robin Ince, and we shout. Uh, it's, it's supposed to be about talking about music, but it rarely is. I'm literally about to record a solo one. I wonder how that's going to go. Don't know. If you would like to finance any um, of my shenanigans, and I really hope you do, then go to Bandcamp and buy Jerk the Musical on vinyl. It's the most beautiful, pointless thing that you will ever buy, but my God, you should really get it. There's technically only nine copies left in the world. Uh, more realistically, there's 39 copies. That's still hardly any. So you could be one of only 39 people left that can actually have the chance to buy them. So go to Bandcamp, put in the name Michael A, and buy the vinyl of Jerk the Musical. It is utterly beautiful. And if you... I mean, if you really feel the need to listen to the songs from Jerk the Musical, which was part of my show, Jerk, that I brought to Edinburgh, and we'll be doing a little bit um, next year... Um, then it comes with a download code if you really want to listen to the songs. I mean, you should listen to the songs. They're brilliantly crafted by Alan Parker. Uh, but, um, but, but, you know, you just just look at how beautiful it is. Oh, so the beautiful picture of Jerk on the cover. And this beautiful picture of Jerk on the, the little label on the vinyl. Oh, it's lovely. It's so beautiful. No, in fact, no, you can't have one. No, I'm, I'm keeping all 39 copies. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. I love you. Uh, do the right things back next year. Um, we're going to be doing more Fitzroller when Robin gets back. Uh, bye, Jerk the Musical. Bye! <laughs>